daybreak Jesus will come Some golden daybreak Battles all won He'll shout the victory Break through the blue Some golden daybreak for me For you For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now that good news we give forth and proclaim every day by the radio and on the Bright Spot Hour. This is Harold Seitler speaking, and we welcome each of you into our listening audience, and we covet an interest in your prayers that the Holy Spirit today may use us to the glory of God and in the salvation of sinners, and then to edify and strengthen God's believing children as well. To begin the program, the beautiful organ, always a blessing to me and to you, I'm sure, and a good song that you'll enjoy. Jesus is coming again. Blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and of our Savior, the Lord Jesus. The second coming, yes, he said himself, I will come again. It's time to pray, and we invite you now to pray with us. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for that some golden daybreak, this blessed hope, that one day, and we are convinced soon, the Lord shall come again. All the signs multiply. All the signs are fulfilled. The stage is now set. All things are ready. And we cry with John, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And someday in the twinkle of an eye, the church will be raptured out. And we that are living and remain shall be caught out 
to meet Jesus in clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. The dead in Christ will be lifted out of the grave first. And what a glorious day when corruption shall be clothed with glorious incorruption, and when mortal shall be clothed in wonderful immortality. And then shall be brought to pass the saying, O grave, where is thy victory, O death? Where is thy sting? All of this through Jesus Christ our Lord, not by righteousness or works or worth or merit, by church membership or mass or baptism, no, but all in Jesus and the fact that upon Calvary's brow he gave his life, shed his blood, that we might, might have this stabilized and steadfast hope. And for it we're grateful and we bless your name and extol your name. Now, Lord, use the program today. Use the music as we've enjoyed thus far and Gene as he sings in a moment. And then as we open the Bible to preach the word, we ask for wisdom and power to be upon the preaching of your word today. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now a good song, a beautiful song by Brother Gene Payne for you by the radio. Jesus took my burdens. When I, a poor lost sinner, before the Lord did fall, and in the name of Jesus, for pardon loud did call. He heard my supplication, and soon the weak was strong. For Jesus took my burden, and left me with a song. Yes, Jesus took my burden, I could no longer bear. Yes, Jesus took my burden, in answer to my prayer. My anxious fear subsided, my spirit was made strong. For Jesus took my burden and left me with a song. When I was crushed with sorrow, I bowed in deep despair. My load of grief and heartache seemed more than I could bear. Twas then I heard a whisper, You to the Lord belong. Then Jesus took my burden and left me with a song. Yes, Jesus took my burden, I could no longer bear. Yes, Jesus took my burden in answer to my prayer. My anxious fear subsided, my spirit was made strong. For Jesus took my burden and left me with a song. And always a joy to have the recorded work of my late grandfather with us, and also the late Gene Payne, and also Mrs. Garrett. 
Your Bibles are open to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the grace of God, your listenership, I'll develop these scriptures on the Bright Spot Hour in just a few moments. A joy to greet our listeners today from WZAP, the one to turn to in the Mountain Empire, WGCR, Pisgah Forest, Brevard, North Carolina, KPGT, Watertown, South Dakota. The Bright Spot Hour is a work of faith and a labor of love, depending upon the Lord and our many friends to enable this door of radio broadcasting to remain open. And I make that statement every day because it is in reality a statement of fact. We depend entirely upon the Lord and entirely upon God's people to enable the door of the Bright Spot Hour to remain open. During the month of March, I've been making available to you my grandfather's sermon number 52 on the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. This battle will take place at the end of the tribulation period. My grandfather does an excellent job expounding these scriptures and uh, dealing with them. Every believer that uh, believes in the method of the second coming, the manner of the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ, the battle of Armageddon, one of the most momentous and pivotal points in the history of the human family. Allow me the honor of putting this sermon into your home. I think it could be a benefit and a blessing to you in the Lord. It'll come to you on a compact disc. You may have yours for a gift of $10. Also make available my grandfather's sermon, Can God, uh, one of the most famous sermons my grandfather ever brought, Can God Furnish a Table in the Wilderness? I'd be thrilled to send this to you in the return mail, also on a compact disc, and also for a gift of $10. We make available the commentary on 1st and 2nd Corinthians. This is a 303-page commentary dealing with 1st and 2nd Corinthians. I've reproduced it exactly as my grandfather produced it and published it back in 1988. I'd like for you to have a copy of this. I think it could be a real benefit to you in the Lord. And the commentary, beautiful, perfect-bound, stiff-back, paperback book. A very handsome, handy volume. You can have yours for a gift of $20. Now, my friend, the Bright Spot Hour depends entirely upon the Lord and upon God's people to enable this door to remain open. And I hope the Lord will impress upon you in such a way and will bless you financially in such a way that you will have to give and that you can stand with us and help us as we labor in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Our mailing address, the Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box number 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, go right to the website, thebrightspothour.com. Click the feedback button. That will bring the email directly to my inbox. Find us on social media at Rumble, Getter, Odyssey, X, YouTube, and Facebook. Today on the Bright Spot Hour, I'd like to deal with the manner 
of sanctification. I've been dealing with the fact of sanctification, the meaning of sanctification, and then the period of sanctification. There is the initial stage. There is practical sanctification. There is positional sanctification, progressive, and the final stage of sanctification. And I left off the radio on yesterday dealing with the final stage of the matter of sanctification. Now I'd like to deal with the manner of sanctification, like other aspects of the believer's salvation. Sanctification is accomplished in a twofold way. There's a part which God only can do, and, and God does that. God takes care of that matter of sanctification. And then there's the part whereby man is responsible. Like so much in the Christian experience, there is a divine side and a human side. And error is always introduced. Error becomes a reality when men attempt to take, uh, put all of their emphasis on the divine side or all of their emphasis on the human side. The Calvinist would overemphasize the divine side of every aspect of, of Bible doctrine at the expense of human responsibility, whereas the Arminians would overemphasize the human aspect of, of the work of God in the Bible at the expense of the divine side. There, there is a divine work, just like in repentance, and there is a human side. On the divine side, God produces repentance in the heart of the, of, of the man or woman, and on the human side, man responds to that godly sorrow, worketh repentance to salvation, repentance not to be repented of. There's a divine side and a human side. So it is with the matter of sanctification. The matter of sanctification is the work of God the Father in the believer. Notice my text in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is God himself that sanctifies the believer wholly. Now, you and I have been sanctified as a positional reality. The, none of us are ever going to live sinlessly perfect lives in this present evil world. Now, you're going to become so disillusioned and so discouraged if you think you have the capacity or the wherewithal in and of yourself to live uh, in such a manner that you never, ever sin again or that you're never disappointed in your own personal failings and in your own personal uh, failures, my, my friend, uh, you're living in disillusionment. Uh, as long as you and I live in this present evil world and live in these bodies that are possessed both of a divine spirit and a, uh, a divine nature and a corrupt nature, the twofold nature in the believer, there will be a constant warfare that will go on in your life and in mine. And you and I are going to have to face that and deal with it. 
and address that as God shall give us grace and help and God will give us liberty and, and strength uh, to, 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 to fight the battle and to not give up, to not quit, to stay in the battle and continue to press on for the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It, and the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly. Now, notice with me, it is the God of peace in this passage. So many believers, uh, they may, if they're believers now, they have peace with God through the new birth. But so many of them do not have the peace of God ruling and reigning in their hearts and prevailing in their lives. In this passage, notice that it is the God of peace. Sanctify you wholly. God has already sanctified you as a born-again believer. To be sanctified carries the idea to be one's own, to belong to one. And you and I, by virtue of the new birth experience, belong to the Lord God through the work of Jesus Christ. So I enjoy sanctification right now. It is the work of God the Father. And then I read back in the book of Ephesians that the matter of sanctification is the work of God the Son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here we have uh, some figurative language where we have a comparison, the one with the other. The Apostle Paul says back in Ephesians in chapter number 5 and uh, verse number 22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and is the Savior of the body. They, uh, uh, therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as there's our uh, parable, parabolic, a comparison of one thing to the other, uh, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. Notice the comparisons. As you do this, as you do this, as. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. My wife and I are one flesh. My wife and I are not one body. She has a body, female. I have a body, male. When we are joined together, we are one flesh, not one body. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even, here's our comparison, as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, the born-again believer on the divine side, we have the sanctifying work of God the Father and the God of peace, himself sanctify you holy. Secondly, we have the work of the Lord Jesus Christ 
the Son of God. And in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ hath loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify, now notice this, and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word. Now, God the Father sanctifies the born-again believer because the believer is now in salvation is in Christ. We belong to God the Father. We are sanctified positionally because we belong to God the Father. Secondly, we are sanctified by the Lord Jesus Christ, by the cleansing, by the washing of the Word of God. You and I give ourselves day by day to the reading of the Bible. We should have uh, daily devotions. You come to the bright spot hour day by day, and I preach the Bible to you, and I, I, I preach here and I preach there, and I a little here and a little there, line upon line, precept upon precept. And we, we deal with the scriptures and lay the scriptures out. And that is the washing of the word of God. And you come here and sit by your radio and listen to the bright spot hours. I read the Bible to you. And as I read and expound on the scriptures, they have a cleansing effect with the washing of water by the word. The Word of God, the reading and the preaching of the Word of God has a cleansing, a sanctifying effect on the born-again child of God. You and I, the Lord Jesus Christ, does that when we read the written Word and the Lord Jesus Christ is the living Word. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The living Word... Our Savior is seated at the Father's right hand on a throne of grace. But He has left to us His written word, His written revelation. And we handle the word of God. If you read English, I believe it's a King James Bible. We read the word of God and handle the word of God day by day. And we wash our minds and bathe ourselves day by day in the written revelation. But then I remind you number three on the divine side, there is the work of the Holy Spirit. And Paul the Apostle said, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, for that God chose you from the beginning unto salvation in sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Now, the blessed Spirit of God has sealed the born-again believer unto the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit now lives inside your body and mine in the new birth. What know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit lives inside us. That truly is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And the Holy Spirit, the uh, blessed Spirit of God living on the inside of the believer, I now become a partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Partaking of the divine nature, I now am able to resist the onslaught of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Before you and I were saved, we only had one nature living on the inside of us, and that was an old, corrupt, fallen nature. But in the new birth, I received a new nature, a divine nature. And now I can 
uh, do warfare with the corrupt man through the work of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament economy, the firstborn was set apart unto God himself. And in this dispensation of the church, a new dispensation on this side of the cross, God sets the believer apart unto himself. You and I positionally have been separated from sin. Day by day, practically, we are overcoming the power of sin. It is the triune God, one God, manifest in three personalities, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who has separated the born-again believer unto himself and now indwells the born-again believer, performing his work in the born-again child of God. Now, my time has gotten away from me on the program today. But the Lord willing, I'll be back again with you on the program tomorrow. And I hope you'll hear the Bright Spot Hour at that time. You've been listening to the Bright Spot Hour, transcribed and conducted by Dr. Ben Carper. Check out the website at thebrightspothour.com. Write Dr. Carper at Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. This is Mark Ferguson reminding you to tune in the Bright Spot Hour tomorrow, same time, same station, same gospel. From thy God, you are drifting today. Think on thy Him today.